0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando
1: Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 5th, 2017, almost said 2016, but it is in fact 2017. I am now four for four on that. I won't be keeping track all year. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and we have a Pretty, a relatively busy show for you today as once again the Orlando Magic suffer a disappointing home defeat falling to the Atlanta Hawks. We'll have a complete recap of that game coming up on the podcast as well as some discussion on the Magic's growing inconsistency and, you know, I think there's a little bit of a habit or a little bit of a tendency to blame the refs in this one. I, I'm going to tell you why you can't blame the refs for this or for any of the Magic's problems. These are these are problems that only they can solve. After that, with Evan Fournier returning to the lineup, I'll do a quick look back, quick recap of uh, uh, Jody Meeks' time in the starting lineup. He, he actually did start on Wednesday as well, um, and uh, I think uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll discuss we'll discuss how Meeks did as as a starter. Magic go three and two in those games, so we'll take a look at some of his stats and some of the impact that he made on the lineup. But first, we do have to start with the game itself. The Orlando Magic taking on the Atlanta Hawks over at the Amway Center and yet another disappointing game. And it's disappointing because of the way that the game shook out. Certainly, the final result is disappointing. Uh, but most importantly, just the Magic just didn't seem to have it. I mean, whatever it is, they did not seem to have it. And uh, defense, again, struggled mightily. They gave up 54.3% shooting. 10 for 19 from beyond the arc, 18 free-throw attempts, 13 of them made. Uh, This was a game that Orlando was in. There was a four-point game. Then they gave up a 7-0 run, and then Serge Ibaka picks up a technical foul. You you could see Frank Vogel on the bench just screaming at the top of his lungs. Um, I mean, I was up in the media lows. You could see how red Frank Vogel was uh, at the officiating, but... Um, as I said, you, you can't blame any game on the officiating. You can't uh, say that it's the official's fault. You still have 48 minutes to play a game, and the Magic had every chance to win this one. They really struggled on the offensive end. They really struggled also on the defensive end, and this was not a game they deserved to win. They were up by, they were down by four in the fourth quarter, but it never really felt like the Magic threatened the Hawks in any serious way. It always felt like Atlanta was going to pull away and going to win this game easily, and they did so 111-92. to As I mentioned, it just didn't feel like Orlando was in this game at all. Once again, Atlanta, Atlanta or, or the Magic's opponent in general, was able to get into the lane pretty much with ease, create offensive opportunities for themselves. Uh, the way the coaching staff described it after the game, or way Frank Vogel described it after the game, uh, and several players echoed this. The Magic just did not make it hard for Atlanta. They got comfortable early. They took an early lead, which isn't necessarily a death now because the Magic did come back and take the lead themselves. But they took an early lead, and the Ma- and 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 the Hawks just let that momentum continue to ride. The Magic could not slow them down with the lead that they spotted them. Uh, at the beginning of the game or, or at least with the comfort that they were able to get and eventually the Hawks started making some difficult shots um Atlanta's still Atlanta they'll move the ball incredibly well and make your life very very hard if you're not careful and, and Orlando was not careful in this game they didn't they didn't make it a point to stop the Hawks uh, Dwight Howard got himself going 13 points 12 rebounds uh he really did a good job especially on the glass I think um, and around the glass both on both ends as the magic were really kind of struggling to finish. At the rim too, uh, and again, it just felt like Atlanta always had the upper hand. They always had control over the tempo and pace of the game, and uh, Orlando was never able to get it back. and And I think that was a key reason why they lost the game.
0: I just think defensively, it was a little soft, a little slow to rotation. See, I do better job of that.
1: This, of course, has been kind of a common complaint among the Magic, or at least a common refrain from the Magic in recent weeks. This is just kind of who they who they are and who they've been. Uh, again, the defense just continues to struggle, and, and it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight. For every time the Magic do something good, it seems like they do something bad the next game, or they can't quite build on it. Uh, and that was sort of what this game ended up being about, was the Magic just could not build on the successes they had on Monday. Um this wasn't a question of effort, this wasn't a question of anything else, it was just a question of execution and 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 want and and somewhat somewhat will to, to do what needs to be done. I mean, you break down the stats here, Alfred Payton, 15.6 assists, 6 for 13 shooting, that's a pretty fine game for Alfred Payton. Aaron Gordon, 15.6 for 11 shooting, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc and 10 rebounds, that's a really good game for Aaron Gordon. The Magic got two solid games from the guys they needed to get solid games from, and and Gordon had a really good start, 10 points in the first quarter to kind of lead the Magic and get them going, really brought some good energy, and that's what Aaron Gordon's good for. You know, you can always count on Aaron Gordon to play energetic. He may not be able to make the shots you need him to make all the time, but he's going to play defense and he's going to play with energy every time, and he did that tonight, uh, or did that on, on Wednesday against the Hawks. But you go down a little bit deeper. Serge Ibaka, 9 points, 11 rebounds, 4 for 13 shooting. He really struggled to get himself going, and it wasn't necessarily anything Paul Millsap did. He missed a lot of shots uh, that he normally makes. They did a good job running him off the three-point line, uh, making him put the ball on the the floor, and that's when Ibaka is just a little bit weaker offensively. Defensively, he did struggle with Millsap. He got caught uh, reaching a few times on fouls, and yeah, they were kind of sometimes touch fouls, and Millsap did a very good job selling them, but at the same time, those you gotta adjust. And and Ibaka never seemed to adjust his offensive game to to where it needed to be to to beat his man. Nikola Vucevic struggled. Five for thirteen shooting, ten points, six rebounds, six assists is nice, but five turnovers as well. Very sloppy with the ball, as was the whole team, seventeen turnovers. For the game, very uncharacteristic of the Magic. Jeff Green added ten points. uh, Actually, a pretty solid game for Jeff Green. I'll I'll give him credit for that. Although I think most people won't. Uh, Evan Fournier fourteen point six for fourteen shooting in his first game back from the heel injury. Played twenty nine and a half minutes in the game. Uh, Did some nice things. Definitely looked a little tired uh, at points. Definitely looked uh, uh, like he was a little rusty. uh, But really picked up his picked up his legs and picked up his wind. Uh, later in the game, so I think he'll be fine. Certainly for Friday's game against Houston, because that, that's that's going to be a game where you're going to need all your defensive attention. Overall, Orlando shoots forty three percent from the floor, nine for twenty eight from beyond the arc. Again, taking a lot of threes, but uh, you know, struggling there. Nineteen assists on thirty seven field goals, so that's that's a good mark for them. Uh, they they average around twenty three assists per game, so they certainly can do better. There as well. Uh, the Magic's offense just was very stuck in the mud uh, at times. It, it got going at times. It got it got moving, but at the same time, it was still very stagnant. Um, a lot of isolation basketball in the Hawks' defense. Give all credit to the Hawks' defense. They played a really really good game uh, and and ma- and frustrated the Magic and. This Orlando team right now is relying wholly on its offense, and that's always risky because this team doesn't have offensive weapons. They don't have the same offensive weapons that they should have on the defensive end. And so the fact that the team is still struggling on the defensive end remains the focal point for this team. Ace's place with the
0: helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only
1: at your neighborhood Ace.
0: See participating stores for details.
1: And of course, this has been a recurring theme for the last month. The Orlando Magic have struggled to play defense At anywhere near the level they need to play at. The the, the team has gone 9 and 10 since December 1st. Since December 2nd, they've given up 100 points in every single game but one. So that's 18 games. They've given up 100 points and 17 of those. And overall, they're 28th in the league in defensive rating in that time. So since pretty much the month of December and January. That's not who we thought this team would be. That's not who we thought this team is. That's not who Frank Vogel thought this team would be. And it's a little confounding how the Magic haven't been able to do that. As, as Alfred Payton said in the clip I played earlier, uh, it's there just seems to be a step slow. And I think that goes for everybody. I mean, I mean, we've gone over it. If you look at the stats... The ibaka bismac Biombo combination is very poor defensively. Their defensive rating when they're on the floor together is very, very poor. It's one of the worst in the league, actually, among you know heavy usage guys. This is a team that just seems to defy the personnel that it has for whatever reason. They just can't get on the same page, or at least get on the same page for long stretches of time. It seems like they have to get off to a good start and feel that energy and maintain that energy, and that's been extremely tough. This was an extremely frustrating game. It seemed like this was the game where the Magic's frustrations over their inconsistency finally seemed to boil over. Because this may be burying the lead a little bit, and I alluded to the officiating, but Serge Ibaka got ejected from this game for two technical fouls. He picked up one. Uh, when he slammed the ball down after Alfred Payton got, after, uh, a play, after Paul Millsap got a jump ball against Alfred Payton, Magic thought they got a timeout or they should have gotten a foul. They got a jump ball instead, and, and Ibaka was clearly not happy. Vogel was clearly not happy. Uh, and Ibaka picked up a technical and then he picked up another one toward the end of the game as frustration just seemed to boil over. But again, we've been here before in a lot of ways. We were here Sunday night when the Magic lost to the Indiana Pacers pretty handily and looked completely lifeless. We were, here, we were here Monday morning, Monday afternoon, when the Magic had a team meeting, probably in their hotel room, but, but possibly at the stadium, when the Magic had a meeting and watched a tape of that Pacers game. And Frank Vogel you know, said we had some hard conversations. And they went out and played inspired basketball on Monday. And yet, here we are again talking about very much the same things. The inconsistency on defense, the inability to build some momentum, put together a winning streak, for crying out loud. I think they've won consecutive games just once in their last 20, which is pretty incredible that they've stuck to being 500, essentially, in that time. They've kept themselves in the race. They're not out of it. But if there's a reason for why people kind of feel like the sky is falling and that change is necessary for the Magic, it's this inconsistency. And for now, at least, until the Magic do make a move, and you can listen to Locked On Magic from yesterday when when I talked uh, a little bit more extensively about what I think is going to happen closer to the trade deadline and, and what the Magic's strategy should be as far as how they time and pursue deals at this juncture. Until that happens, the Magic can only look inward. And yes, this is a flawed roster, this is a team that isn't perfect. But we know they can play elite-level defense. We, we saw it earlier in the season. And we have to ask ourselves, where did that go? And not only do we have to ask ourselves that, the team has to ask itself that. And the team has to find an answer. You
0: know, we got to believe we're good enough. You know, and... Maybe we're not. Maybe we're a win-one, lose-one team. Yeah, I don't believe we are. I believe we are good enough. But our guys got to believe that.
1: And that's where this team is at right now. I mean, I I think Coach Vogel there encapsulates it perfectly. There is talent on this team, despite what everyone may say. It may be mismatched talent. But this team has shown even in the last month, that while it's struggling, there are five they can be a 500 team. They can win some big games. They can look really good as much as they can look really bad, but they can look really good. And the question for them is, are they willing to do what it takes to be good every night? Because if you can, I mean, I, I think Josh Lloyd on, fantasy, on, on Locked on Fantasy Basketball says this really well, and it's a different context, but I think it's a similar notion. That, you know, you, you draft a player, you pick a player who scored 31 night. I mean, Aaron Gordon might be a really good example of this right now. He scored 31, he scored 30 a few times. So now you know he can do it once. Are you banking on him doing it again? Are you banking on him, on him doing it every night? And that's what the Magic are right now. They're that kind of one-hit wonder team that you know on occasion can put up a big night and do some really nice things. But you also know, you also don't know when you're going to get that if you're going to get that. And that's the piece that's currently missing for the Orlando Magic. And they can go pointing the finger at a whole bunch of different things. You know, no one's going to say the chemistry issues anymore. It's We're we're nearly halfway through the season. We'll hit the midway point of the season on the West Coast road trip. No one's going to point the finger at at chemistry anymore. No one's going to point the finger, you know, people may point the finger at, oh, the schedule's been tough or or whatever. It, It... True, that might all be true. But ultimately, a team's success or failure comes down to its players. Sometimes a team is simply not talented enough. I am with I'm with Vogel here. I don't think that's the case here. The Magic may not have the ceiling to compete for a championship this year, which I think very clearly they don't. But there's no reason this team cannot make the playoffs. If this team misses the playoffs, it's going to be because they weren't good enough. They didn't reach their potential. And I think we're nearing a, a big, big point of the season. I mean, I think we've, we've talked a little bit about how January is going to be very critical for the team. I'm one who believes that the West Coast trip is absolutely critical to the team. And yeah, I think trade talks are coming, and I would not surprise me if the Magic look into moves depending on how this West Coast road trip goes. And so if this Magic team, as constructed at least, wants to take that step up and be the team that can make the playoffs, they got to look at themselves and figure out how to do it. It can't come from anywhere else. You know, Frank Vogel can draw some X's and O's and put them in good position to score and put them in good position to succeed. And I, I think generally he's done that. I mean, there's, there's certainly some rotational squabbles. There's certainly uh, some of that. But, you know, they're generally running, you know, some decent stuff. I think they got, they got, still got a little bit of work to do offensively. Defensively, I think they've proven that what they run defensively can work. It's just about executing it. It's up, to the, it's up to the Magic and the individual players to go out and execute these and, and play this way. And so that's going to be the story for the next week when the Magic go out on the road to the West Coast. Will this team come together? And will this team look, in, look at itself to take that next step? If there was a bit of good news, though, coming from uh, coming from the game on uh, on Wednesday, it is that Evan Fournier was back in the starting or was back in the lineup. He didn't start; um, Alfred Payton actually started. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Evan Fournier and, and how the Magic played in his absence. The Magic played five games; they went three and two with Evan Fournier out of the lineup with the heel contusion. Uh, so uh, a, a decent showing for them, uh, but you know. There's some some people like overreacted to it, I think, but generally the Magic played some pretty good basketball um, for the most part. They had a couple of hiccups. They had two really bad losses, one to Memphis, one to Charlotte. Uh, but their wins were nice. You know, the the uh, L.A. win was nice uh, over the Lakers. The the Grizzlies win was very nice, as was the win over the Knicks um, in, in in the last game on Monday. Uh, Jody Meeks did a very good job as well. i um, taking a look at his on off numbers. Uh, Jody Meeks. Uh, let me pull this up here. Uh Jody Meeks was actually pretty solid uh when he was on the floor for the Magic uh this uh during this the last 6 games so that'll include uh Wednesday's game. The Magic posted a 111.4 offensive rating and a 111.5 defensive rating. So a minus 0.1 net rating. It's not good, it's not bad. It's it's pretty it's relatively even. They broke even with Meeks on the floor. Uh the offense was above average, the defense was below average and You know, I think that's to be expected. Meeks is is a good jump shooter, and and that's just kind of what he does. Uh, Looking at his raw stats, uh, the last six games uh, for for Jody Meeks, he averaged—I'm looking this up as we go, so I apologize here. Uh, Last six games, Jody Meeks averaged 12.5 points per game, shot 50% from the floor, and 45.2% from three. Uh, We saw what he did um, in the big games that he had. And actually, I think it's pretty— you know, pretty poignant to note that he struggled in the games that the Magic lost, and the two games that the Magic lost while Jody Meeks was out, uh, the Magic did not. Yeah, the Magic did not play well, and, and neither did Jody Meeks. In the two games the Magic lost while Evan Fournier was out, Jody Meeks scored twenty-two points, eleven points in each game, uh, shot eight of eighteen and 4-of-12 from beyond the arc. So not great three-point shooting. 1-for-4 uh, night against Charlotte, 3-for-8 against Indiana, 3-for-9 uh, shooting against Indiana, 5-for-9 shooting against Charlotte. So, you know, he's not necessarily a barometer. He only shot 3-for-11 against the Lakers in his first start. Uh, but generally, Jody Meeks does a good job of spreading the floor. Everyone knows that he is a three-point threat, that you have to watch out for him, and that you you cannot leave him open. Meeks also has this uh this... Really fun ability to uh, uh, kind. Of, he takes. He's good at taking a little, uh, uh, like a couple dribbles in and hitting a floater or drawing contact. And and he really showed that off. And the magic played really, really well with him in the starting lineup. Uh, they they ran their opening play Wednesday for him. It was an elevator screen to the top of the key uh, that got him an open three. He happened to miss it this time. DJ Augustin hit it. Uh, and Monday's game, but uh, you know the Magic were able to use him in different ways, get him, get him his, get him his shots, uh, and that made him, that made him and the Magic better offensively. The Magic were certainly much better offensively over the last few weeks. Where they struggled was on the defensive end, and generally, when Meeks is in, they have struggled overall uh, on the defensive end. If you look at his on-off court numbers for the entire season, Jody Meeks has the worst defensive rating of any player on the team or at least the magic have the worst defensive rating of any player that's in the normal rotation on the team the magic have a 111.7 defensive rating with meeks on the floor 111 offensive rating so he helps the offense he brings that offense way up because he's just in there to shoot he's not going to create he's not going to do anything else but shoot and and his gravity is still pretty big uh, where teams have to respect him it's just What is he taking away on the defensive end? And I think that's where the Magic were missing Evan Fournier a little bit. No one's going to confuse Evan Fournier for a strong defender. But he has been part of some good defensive lineups for the Magic this year. 105.1 defensive rating on the year when he's on the floor. 99.9 offensive rating when Fournier's on the floor. So yes, Fournier does have his offensive issues overall. um, At least, uh, you know, and I've said this, I think he's just miscast in the role that he's playing. He should not be the Magic's number one option. I think that is the mistake, if it were, as it were, of where Fournier is playing right now. Having said all that, I do think it's good that Evan Fournier is back, and I do think the Magic play better when Evan Fournier is in the game. Taking a look at the on-off numbers uh, for the Magic in Wednesday's game, let's just take one a small sample size here. With Evan Fournier in the game, the Magic had a 109.9 offensive rating and a 112.6 defensive rating. With Jody Meeks in the game, the Magic had a 97.2 offensive rating and a 114.6 defensive rating. Again, small, small sample size. But Fournier more than held his own despite the injury that he that he was coming back from in Wednesday's game. And I do think sooner rather than later, probably Friday night, we will see Evan Fournier returning to the starting lineup and and I think Jody Meeks did a fantastic job. I think he did a good job. Um he obviously produced, scored a lot of points, brought that offense up and and the Magic have been stellar offensively and I think Jody Meeks's re- I don't think it's a coincidence that the Magic's offense spiked right when Jody Meeks returned from returned from his injury. Uh so uh, I don't think that's a coincidence, and I don't think Jody Meeks should fall out of the rotation. I don't think that's that's crazy at all, and I think there's going to be times where he plays a little bit more, uh, you know, in case Seven Fournier is a little bit off, or in case they need shooting. and And Frank Vogel admitted on Wednesday's game that he played a lineup that featured Meeks and Fournier together because it worked in the first game against Atlanta. It it did not work this time, mind you. Uh, but it was a, that was a tactical decision that that worked before and just didn't turn out that way this time around. Uh, but Fournier is still the the best option for the Magic at shooting guard. Orlando does need uh, that that driver and, and that and that penetrator, and, and they just need that balance that he brings. I mean, maybe he does a little bit less of the driving and kicking that the Magic were asking him to do earlier in the year. I mean, they brought his assists up, especially when DJ Augustin was in. So now that Alfred Payton's back in the starting lineup, perhaps Fournier does that a little bit less. He's more of a spot-up shooter in the same way that Meeks was, who can drive a little bit, run some pick-and-rolls, but is generally used in a different way. Uh, And he brings a little bit more defensive stability on the other end. So Jody Meeks did a fantastic job. Uh, I think that... There's no complaining about what Jody Meeks did. There's no complaining about what Jody Meeks still does for this team. I mean, he's still an incredibly important te- important part of this team, and I think he'll be an incredibly important part coming off the bench, and he's essentially the Magic's sixth man at this point. I mean, him, and, him or Jeff Green, at least. Um, or at least, I, maybe Nikola Vucevic, who, who knows at this point. Uh, but, um, you know, that, I, that, that, that's neither here nor there. Jody Meeks is still a very, very important part to the Magic. Um, did a good job in, in the five games that he had to start in place of Evan Fournier. Uh, but Evan Fournier is still the guy. I, I think Evan Fournier is absolutely still the guy for the Magic. Uh, it's good to have him back. I think the Magic will be better for him being back. You can't judge Fournier too harshly for his first game back. Um, he did some nice things down the stretch. Uh, just could not. The Magic just could not get get themselves over the hump defensively, uh, and that's that's another part of the story as well. But. Um, Jody, good uh, kudos to Jody Meeks. Thanks for holding the ship steady, uh, stepping up. You know, next man up mentality. He did his job. Um, the team still has these defensive issues that they have to resolve, and I think they're best resolved putting Fournier back in the starting lineup sooner rather than later. So we'll we'll see what the Magic end up doing after practice on Thursday, uh, heading into Friday's big game against Houston Rockets, where I think defense is gonna be pretty important. Uh, that, that that's 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 just a small guess. Um, we'll talk plenty about the Houston Rockets heading into tomorrow's game uh or Friday's game I guess today it's tomorrow cuz I'll be releasing this on Thursday but uh heading into Friday's game so we'll have a complete preview of that game on Friday's episode of Locked On Magic. I am also hoping to bring back the Locked On Magic mini mailbag. So send me your questions. I'm sure you have a lot of them and and I hope I address some of them. So, you know, you know, we'll 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 play that one by ear, but send me your questions. You can tweet us at LockedOnMagic. You can also tweet us. Uh, you can also send us uh, questions on Facebook at LockedOnMagic. Be sure to give us a like there. You can also follow me on Twitter at o Magic Daily. Send If you want to send me your questions on o, at on OMagicDaily, I'll probably like a few and and, and, and get to them there. Um, you can do so there. Just use the hashtag LockedOnMagic so I know you want them to appear on the show. Um you know, I may steal some anyway, so if you, if you tweeted at me at, at omagicdaily, oh I'll be sure to get it, no, but be sure to send your questions as well to at Locked on Magic. Uh We do appreciate all the follows and all the likes, and we do appreciate all the reviews uh, that you give us on the various platforms that were available, iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, you can subscribe to us on those outlets. We do appreciate kind reviews. Um, bad reviews, you know, it's 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 nice you care enough to, to give us a bad review, but a good review is better. You know, you can you can give us a bad review, but but still give us five stars so that that everyone knows that we're still a show worth listening to, right? We're, we're still a show worth listening to, I think. Uh, so so we appreciate all the all the love and all the comments, uh, and, and 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 certainly um, all the subscriptions as well. So uh, I want to thank you all for that as well. That's gonna do it for me on today's episode. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, the final score at the Amway Center: the Atlanta Hawks defeat the Orlando Magic one eleven to ninety two. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We will see you all tomorrow on Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year.